Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel Podcast. As a vibrant part of life at Trinity Western University, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. Hi there, my name is Grace, and it is such an honor to be with you here again at Chapel. If we have not met already, I am over the middle school, high school, and young adult ministries at Living Word International Christian Church in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside of Washington, DC. It is so great to be with you all again. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Esther chapter four, and we'll be starting at verse four, looking through verse eight. When Esther's eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned Hathok, one of the king's eunuchs, assigned to attend her and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathok went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa to show to Esther and explain to her. And he told him to instruct her to go to the king's presence to beg, to beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you. I thank you for this time together. I thank you for this opportunity. I pray you open our eyes and ears to what it is that you want us to learn today. May it be the kind of thing that grows us closer to you and closer to learning not only what our purposes are, but how you want us to go about doing those things. Empty me of all of me and fill me up with all of you so that the words that come out of my mouth will be the kind of thing that will bless the hearer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I'm from Nigeria, I was born in Nigeria, and I grew up in San Francisco, California. In Nigeria, where we are from, where my dad's people are from specifically, is known as the breadbasket. And they are known for their produce, their fresh fruits and vegetables, the wheat that they produce, everything comes really, really fresh. And in California, we are hugely popular when it comes to our produce as well. And so I am used to really fresh produce, really fresh grains. Um, I love eating, very, very California of me. I love eating avocados. I will put them on everything and anything. It wasn't until I left Nigeria, and even then when I left California and moved to another country, that I learned just how good I had it when it came to avocados. Most of the things that were brought into the country were imported. And so they weren't as fresh. They didn't have the same coloring. They weren't as big. It just was so different. And I absolutely missed just how good I had it. I completely took it for granted. And that's when I learned just how funny it is that people who, who learn like, oh, you Californians always put avocados on everything. I don't understand it. And I'm like, yeah, no, now I understand that mindset. Because when you come from a place where they grow in abundance and everywhere, you totally don't know how good you have it. 
but living here now even on the east coast and not seeing avocados everywhere it's just not the same and so i completely get the like and dislike and all of those things it is such a privilege to have lived in that life and i didn't even realize the privilege that i had until i moved away what i've found is that we are blessed in so many different ways and i want to take a moment to look at not only the things that we are blessed with but the way that we can use those blessings to bless other people we meet mordecai at his lowest in truly a valley of despair it says that esther heard the news of her cousin in despair at the city from the gate from the the servants of hers and sent clothes and were promptly receiving them back verse 4 says when when esther heard from her eunuch and female attendants, she told them, what's going on? Why is he in great distress? She sent clothes for him to put on and he, and he did not accept them. If we had been reading chapter four up until this point, what was going on, what we know about what was going on, it makes Esther's actions seem incredibly tone deaf. Why would she be sending clothes to someone who is clearly in sackcloth and ashes for a reason. And what we come to find out later is that she actually had no idea. In verse six, it says, then Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs, assigned to attend her, ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Terrible, terrible times. If you're a musical theater nerd like me, you might have heard about the musical The Wiz. If you are a real one, you know that The Wiz has to be part of your top 10 favorite musicals of all time. It's a story that's based off of the book and the movie, The Wizard of Oz. And in the 70s rendition, there are the young artists like Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. And then music written by the greats like Quincy Jones. It is so good, y'all. One of the numbers in the movie is called Don't Nobody Bring Me No Bad News. And one of these characters goes about telling her whole entire staff, I don't want to hear what's going on outside. I don't want to hear it. If it has nothing to do with good news or positive things, I'm not interested. She has closed her ears to all things bad vibes. She only wants good vibes only. And it's so funny because we find Esther living a very similar life. Not by any choice of her own, but by the sake of who she was, Esther was the queen. And if nothing that had to do with the outside world had to be bad, destructive, dealing with peasants or the poor or their troubles and issues, she didn't need to know any of those problems. In fact, if somebody wasn't dressed well or dressed nicely, they didn't even come past the king's gate. That is where Hathok found um, sackcloth and ashes Mordecai and the wailing of their people. For many of us, we kind of live this similar good vibes only lifestyle. We have these certain comforts. We've been privileged with certain technologies. We live a lifestyle that's pretty carefree and easygoing. 
Yet there are so many people in our area and around the world who are struggling with wars and famine, gender equality and education, various climate crises that lead to homelessness. And let's not forget the global pandemic that we've been in. There are some people who have been suffering from, the from direct causes linked to that, whether that might be a health or financial, housing or, or food, whatever it is that they might have been directly affected because of the pandemic. I remember an economics professor telling us in the United States that families who consider themselves middle class are one unplanned hospital visit away from abject poverty. Whether that might be the bill from the, the medical visit or the prescription drugs that they have to take in order to maintain their health. The way that the United States healthcare system is set up is not meant for those who are living paycheck to paycheck or even near that. When I think about the things that are going on in the world, it can become incredibly overwhelming. It feels as if there is bad news on every corner. That at no time are we ever seeing good news or good, good, good things happening to, to, to people. It's one bad thing after another, after another. And it can become incredibly overwhelming. We want to, to, to tune out from, from the, the, the bad things that we're hearing or, or live a life like Esther where we don't even have to interact with anything bad. It can be a good vibes only lifestyle. But that goes so far against what God has called us to. He has called us to be a people who love, who love in action, who can find empathy or sympathy with those who are in need and do what we can to help them be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. The brilliant Jewish writer Elie Wiesel says, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. The opposite of art is not ugliness, it is indifference. The opposite of faith is not heresy, it is indifference. And the opposite of life is not death, it is indifference. When we see these numbers of people who are lost after something that goes badly in the world, of varying things, they can seem like just numbers. But for every loss of life, that is someone's brother, sister, mother, cousin. And we have to bring back the humanity and spur our hearts towards doing something to help. So how can we go about that? James 1.19 says that we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And that, my friends, can be really, really hard when, when you're thinking about, God, how, how, can, I, how can I help? I, I want to do something for this person. I, wa I want to be there for them. But if we don't take the time to listen to the person who we're trying to help, maybe that's somebody who is oppressed or, or somebody who is downtrodden or somebody who is downcast by an experience, a situation, or even the life that they're living, we become tone deaf like Esther. And we want to send clothes to somebody who's wearing sackcloth and ashes to express to the world the grief and sadness that they are carrying. We want to move in a way that it allows us to listen first and then act. Two, we need to find a cause. As I said before, it can be incredibly overwhelming when you think about all of the problems in the world, even just in our own backyard. For Esther, people were in danger and that directly affected her. 
until it became her own personal cause. But for you, it might not be as clear. And so we need to go to God in prayer. We need to seek his discernment and find wisdom from him. A simple prayer to ask God to break our heart for what breaks his can be a great place to start. God, what, what can I be doing that will make it helpful to you? How can you use me today to, to, to help those around him? And from those prayers, he might have you volunteering in a local church, working with an organization that helps asylum victims, traveling around the world teaching. All we need to do is go to him and seek that wisdom, find that discernment. Open our eyes, God. Soften our hearts, Father. Take away our blind spots so we can see people like you see people. We can see the world like you see the world. That we can be filled with a passion that moves us into action. A love that is in action. And finally, we need to seek wise counsel. Esther had her cousin who had raised her since her parents had died. She trusted him, followed his advice, and honored him. God has been so good to bring wise people around all of us. Sometimes that means that they are holding up a mirror to us, to show us what our gifts and talents are, to show us the places where we excel above maybe other people so that we can tap into those things. For others, it might mean that they are connecting us with causes. Maybe they know of people or places where they can use our youth, our expertise, our talents, our, our majors, whatever it might be, so that we can forward and help people. And for others, it might be a Mordecai type of advice. The people who show us our blind spots, explain to us the things that we might not be privy to, we might not understand, we might be too far removed from, but we want to do something about. We are so blessed. So blessed to live the lives that we live. So blessed to have the things that we have. So blessed to be in a, in, a, in a space, in a place where we can be learning and growing, in a place that allows us to, be, to, to take the time to focus on studies, to focus on who God is, to grow in our knowledge of him and in our talents so that we can move about the world and be a blessing to others. My prayer for us as we, as we move forward, as we go into these places, is that God will continue to show us our places of privilege Continue to give us opportunities where we can listen first and then speak. To show us places where we are blind spotted and we are only seeing certain things. Continue to soften our hearts so that we can move in sympathy or in empathy for other people. And we can truly be the hands and feet that he has called us to be in this world. I am believing that we can be who God has called us to be in this season and in the next. May we, may God help us be, be the people that he has called us to. May we be the ones that use our gifts and talents for his glory. And may we be the ones that, that spurn to use our privilege and use our positions to do what Esther had done. Not only in her, in her queenness, if you will, but for her whole entire people for generations to come. May God move in your life in this way. Bless you. Thanks for listening. We hope you are blessed and be encouraged in your faith life. 
Chapel happens every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. in the gymnasium, or online at livechapel.twu.ca. You can also stay connected with us by following at twu chapel. Until next time, much love.